I'm reading uh, from the letter of James, uh, verse 22, uh, actually, of the first chapter. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Maybe I should start before there. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and overflowing of wickedness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your life. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. He beholds himself, and goes his way, and forgets what he saw. But whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seems to be religious and bridles not his tongue, he deceives his own heart. This man's religion is vain. Well, you know, that's just a short part of James, but I'm reminded every time he just... <laughs> there's no uh, time, waste, no words, um, waste. It's just straight to the point with, with this on it. But the idea of the word is... Uh, like he says before that, being uh, born again, first fruits of his love, his creature. He said, by the love you have for each other, that's how they'll know that you belong to me. And that is letting your light shine so that men can see your good works. The good works actually, he's, <laughs> it is the love that you, they see. That's, he, didn't, he didn't say, yeah, by your good works, that's how they'll know that you belong to me. He said, by the love you have. In meaning the love that they're all talking about is that it's pure and not hypocritical. It's not partial. It's at least unconditional. Now, the amount of love that a person would have even for their own 10 kids might vary. I mean, I guess you could say, oh, I love them all the same in a way. But in another way, I think anybody would have to understand it. To me, it's like when the Lord was here, like Lazarus and Martha and Mary said he he loved them and and he loved everybody. I understand that. But there would have been some people say, no, I never got to meet him. I, I listened to him from a distant there crowd. I was a believer. I believed him. I knew I saw what he did. But I never personally talked to him. Now, that doesn't mean the Lord didn't know him. Sure, he did. says he knew all those who would follow him, who wouldn't, everything. Because he was God. He was the Son of God. I, I believe he was 100%. He said, I am from above. And you are from here. So every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from the Father of lights. There's no shadow. So there's so of his will he beget us with the word of truth that we should be kind of a first fruits. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let everybody be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Anger doesn't work the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, superfluity, or overflowing of 
wickedness, evil speaking is what they're talking about, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, and that's not salvation he just got through saying. We've already been saved, but the gift that we have is his spirit living in us, and do we let that light shine? And he says, if you do, that's the work, that's abiding in me, that's bearing fruit. And yeah, uh, you, the love... I, even human, I, everybody, you know, love makes the world go around. It's all about love. Well, it is. But for a believer, all of a sudden, it's about his love because he lives in you. That is profound. That's salvation. And sanctification is laying aside everything that's not that, a shadow, the turn, the spot, blemish of at least, like they say, at least and most, however you want you must cast out all bitterness, and then you go from there. And you say, well, no, I've cast out all bitterness for this person, but not all of it for this person, so I can love this person and love God, but this other person I can't, and they're both believers. See, the real truth of it is they're both belong to him and who they really are after we all go and be purified and go to heaven and be purified, who they, who he is, and that's who they really are. So, see, Paul's saying it, it pretty much explains itself if you don't love them, that's why the Lord said, if you don't love, you, I am them. If you don't see that and love it, well, you're obviously not in that spiritual attitude. To, and I'm uh, I'm preaching to myself once again. I, I make that clear. But anyway, the idea here is what he's saying, uh, kind of like the text and the message, the real truth of it all is to me in this first 25 verses saying, um, you know, here's the sign out front, kind of like a pretext, is count it all joy when you fall into all kind of temptations. And everybody, you know, well, how can you do that anyway? And how could you have joy when you're really, really hurt and tested to whether or not you can not have bitterness and all that? And he's saying, well, here's what it is, is uh, it's of God. You have to ask him, believe, and you have it. That's it. That's the answer. And we all know that that's not nearly as simple as just saying it. So he knows that. But that's the message is, no, that's what you must do in order to count it all joy and and be able to do what everybody, you know, you say, well, I can't do that. And and then so then blessed is the man that endures, though. He'll receive the crown of life. The Lord's promised to them that love him. And up here he says, those that look into the law of liberty, it's the liberty of Christ, of love, and continue in it. And the the law is, he says, you strive for the mastery. Paul says, you have to do it lawfully. And that is, like he told Timothy, you know my doctrine, my teaching. There's one way. That's why he said to the Corinthians, there's one way to have profit, actually gain. Not that the blessings of God in this life, I think that's, I don't know. He means eternally so, profit, when you're purified and that's it. Then here, there's uh, a lot of different areas I believe God blesses or leads and takes, and, and, and depending on how we are doing, whether or not we've really cast out all bitterness or not, because it, it's just that that's a different thing to have to, that's not what I want to try to look at. But I, I do want to look at what is the perfect, complete law of liberty. That's where James says over here, let patience. And Paul told Timothy, you know my doctrine, patience, long-suffering, that's love. Love, long suffering, it's, it's, it's fruits of the Spirit. And perfect work. Let patience, let love be complete. So you're perfect or complete is what that means. And entire, complete, lacking nothing. 
And if you lack wisdom, do it. And everybody's going to say, yeah, that's me. Then he's saying, here's what you have to do, but you've got to believe it and want it with all your heart. If you don't, it won't happen. And so you're happy, though, blessed. That, and it's like the Lord said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those that make peace, those that, that love, those that, that endure, those that, that love their enemies. That's what he, read that. You know, that's what he's saying. Blessed are those that humble and, and meek of heart like I am, that I live in, that they've allowed me to be them who they really are and give up who they're really not and lay aside all the human nature. Because like James there over here, he's saying the wisdom that's going on with, with the people he was talking to in the church anyway, fightings, envy, strife, uh, can't control your tongue and uh, full of pride and all this. And he's saying uh, that wisdom it doesn't come from above. That comes from the earth, earthly. Well, it, he doesn't mean out of the earth, <laughs> rocks, and it, it's out of it's the human nature. It's sensual. It's devilish. It's envious. It's strife. It's co- where there's confusion and evil work, and that's there again. Evil speaking is a phrase they used. But wisdom uh, that's from above is not that way. It's pure, peaceful. That's the porn spirit. And the Lord said, blessed are those that are like that, because great is your reward in heaven. That's where your heart is. That's where your treasure is. Full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And like I was saying, you can you obviously love people more or less as it were, like you said about the family, you, 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 he put it in one place, they, you have to hate your family. Oh, man, how can that be? Well, you read the other place, he put it the other way, and it would have said both at the same time. What I'm saying is, you can't love them more than me. Well, it doesn't mean you can't love them. You do, but not more than him. So we don't love one believer more than another in the way of not forgiving. Now, you, I mean, you do love one more than another. If you've forgiven them, then that, that's uh, the right situation. But if you haven't forgiven them, then it's, um, I don't know. Uh, looking at the time here, <clears throat> I, I, I did want to say, though, the, the, what he's saying is, and I don't want to be tedious, but I think people listening, to, to, I know, would. Uh, you've probably heard this, a text without a context is nothing but a pretext. And and you hear all of a sudden your mind mind did it kind of like a riddle. Oh no, I, what is it? And well, a pretext is something that's said like a sermon title. It may or may not hide what's in the sermon, but it certainly doesn't reveal it as it were most of the time. And it might kind of hide what's in there in a good or a bad way, I don't know. But a pretext is something like that, is a statement about the message, the text, the, what, what, the, what the real issue is. So to me, John uh, James is saying, uh, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into all kind of testings, no matter how, you know, all that. And it'll be good, it'll work out, just count it all joy. Well, that's the pretext is that's, but the real message then is it's like the storefront on a store, you know, the old Western towns, you go in, it's a little different, but this, it, it, it's, it's not fake. It's not bad. It could be, I suppose, but, but what he's doing, it's, it's good. He's saying, here's how you do that. You ask God for the wisdom and he gives it to you, but you got to believe it with your whole heart and not be double-minded about it and deceive your own self. You've got to do it that way. 
and then he'll give it to you and you'll be happy. You'll be blessed because you'll be, as it were, to the nature of man, you'll be poor in spirit and your wisdom will be coming from above. The love that's easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without and word, but envy, strife. And I don't know about that. I can't forgive you. Well, that wisdom's of the earth. It means the human nature. And he said, where does wars coming from you? And you ask me, where, how does this happen? It's you. It comes out of you. Yeah. And I know because it does and it still can, but we can wake up and, and, so the the con the text is what he's saying in the rest of the verses after the opening statement. The rest of the verses are saying, "Don't blame God. Don't blame each other, and know what you're looking at. It's got to be His love and not not human. And and lay aside everything that's not that. And and then hear me and and be doers of that word. Love the Lord with all your heart. Love each other as I've loved you. The doers of the word." of him, of what he said to do. And he said, he said, well, a lot of commandments. Well, he said all commandments come from the great one. They all do. They all hang on it. They all come from it. So there's, there's really no escape. And that's where people like James and Paul and John, anybody and everybody that knew them say, you, you think twice for you if you're going <laughs> to, you get into a conversation with them, you'll be straightened out if you're not uh, pretty quick. And you'll either have you'll have two choices: you either hear it, or you don't, and you don't listen to them, or you do. And Paul said, "You know, the more I abundantly love you," and he taught him about it and stood for it. The teaching, he said, "The less I'm loved by you." So I don't know, but anyway, James says, "Do the word and do it, and, and don't forget. Don't look at it. It's easy to look at it and study. It, kind of say, wow, you know, I'm going to do that.'" <laughs> but then you go out and the next day it's just like everything in the human way then the next day is well you didn't do that and well i meant to and I, at the time yeah you do that's i think a lot of what he's saying whoever looks in the perfect law of liberty of love of christ is that the law is there's no darkness that's all and then it grows from there goes from there multiply multiply one of my favorite songs of the contemporary music multiply multiply and anyway, look into the perfect law of liberty and continue. Multiply, grow in it. But the perfect law of love of Christ is no darkness. He made that clear. And and don't deceive yourself and think there's darkness. So if you deceive yourself, you're you're still doing it, but you think it's okay. It's not a what. And then he's saying, James is saying, here's the context. Context is a set of uh, things that surround the text that, as it were, don't have anything to do with it, but in the, in, in the real right way, yeah, it does. It, has, it actually proves the text by a context, and you have a pre- or pro-text, but a pretext anyway. But then the context is, okay, if any man thinks he's doing this, but he doesn't bridle his tongue, he deceives his heart, and his religion is vain, useless. And religion, oh, I'm out of time, but the religion is a word that means... Um, it's, it's like, uh, your outward, uh, ceremony, your outward, uh, observation people make of you outwardly. And if any of you seem to be religious, seem to be doing this and have the love of God and say, oh yeah, I have the love of Christ. I love everybody. And, and yet he doesn't bridle his own tongue. Well, yeah, but he gives all his money to the poor and everything like that, but he doesn't bridle his tongue. Then. And he goes on to, to talk about, and, and he respects people that has money, and and then he uh, doesn't help those that he could or should. 
and then his tongue. He again, then again, what everybody knows, James three is, uh, it's an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless God and curse men made after the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. See, he's saying, here's the context. Here's what happens when you don't do it. Here's the text is. Here's how to do it, and here's the proof that. That's the only way it'll work and that you can deceive yourself because if everybody looks at this, I find myself and I found myself right away in what James is saying here, right away. And I didn't have to go far. It was let no man say, well, God didn't do, didn't hear me answer my prayer. <laughs> See, and, and, and so this whole idea of controlling your tongue, respecting people have money, don't, not or what, and, and bless and curse and then fight and envy and strife and not forgiving and prior to what you're going to do and not do and all this and that and not give God enough time of day to say if he allows me to live to see tomorrow, this is what I'll do. James just doesn't hold back. But like one person at least told me, that's why I love the book of James. James. 